Yeah, I'd like to open by, by acknowledging this guy to my left here. Um, his contributions to this organization for 22 plus years uh, has been exceptional. It needs no endorsement from me. I think it quite simply speaks for itself. Um, I've had an opportunity to come alongside this gentleman for 15 of those years, and I just want to say it has been an absolute pleasure. Dan, I'm proud that we've added to that room. Um, there was four trophies. four when we got here and you knew the task you think about DMR being able to add to that room means a ton but it doesn't mean it's over Next step, I mean, we gotta, we gotta get more than, and uh, we'll never lose that. But it means a lot. And welcome everybody once again to the, the edition here of the Metal Steel uh, Podcast. Of course, yours truly, uh, Charles Bridge Richie. I'm streaming live off of Facebook Live, and of course, Instagram going right now. I uh, just heard the opening audio right there. Uh, Kevin Colbert from this past Saturday, uh, pretty much his last draft right now as we uh, look at it. And right now he uh, tends to be not viewing this as a retirement again, but more in, in an advisory capacity. So we'll find out what goes on. I was like this, there's new GM search goes on. But for the moment right there, I mean, you can't help but tip your cap to a guy who's done it for 22 uh, years right now. As we uh, look at everything, for the most part, and I mean, for this guy, I mean, who's tributed quite an incredible legacy, the all-time uh, winningest uh, Steelers. If you want to eat healthy and feel your best, you've got to try Kachava. Kachava is the world's. And you know, Just look at emotional cry for you... him, but uh, anything going on for right now? It's the anniversary of that. I mean, there's been some favorites, uh, more than likely. I uh, heard a guy from Philadelphia Eagles about a month ago, according to uh, Jerry Dulac, as uh, we looked at it. And uh, we'll, we'll find out. But I, I think for right now, we have to view right now, did the Steelers leave some holes uh, wide open in this draft? And I got to tell you, I, I thought this was a good draft. Overall, I – feel like you, it, it definitely satisfies some needs, but there's still some holes left open. And we'll get into that in just a moment. But if you guys want to feel free and uh, comment, uh, like I said, you can see me streaming live right now if you tune in. Uh, if you want to go search the Metal Steel Podcast Facebook page, you can definitely do so. Uh, feel free to leave me one of your comments. Uh, and then you can also check me out on Instagram. Feel free to like the page. Uh, I'll try and get to your questions as best I can, but for tonight, we're going over it right now. And just to recap uh, for the Steelers uh, draft uh, going on, we'll also break down the Ravens, the defending AFC champions, uh, Cincinnati Bagels, and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Steelers had seven total picks in this uh, draft, and out of the seven uh, total picks, 
They had at least in here five of them on offense. Uh, two quarterbacks uh, taken surprisingly. Of course, we know about Kenny Pickett, which took place on Thursday with Boya Pickle Row, uh, which is announced by Franco Harris. But then at number 52 for their second round pick, uh, George Pickens of Georgia, a uh, wide receiver right there. Uh, and then he also add Kelvin Austin, a third, a guy who's a little bit undersized at 5'8". But he's a guy who could play a true slot receiver and could also cut outside. But more particularly, this guy ran the fifth highest uh, four-yard dish at the combine right here. I mean, basically, in this year's uh, draft. Uh, he got selected at number 138 in the fourth round, which was a compensatory pick for losing Bud Dupree a year ago in free agency. This guy's four-year dash was a 4.32. And like I said, that, of all the position groups who ran that four-yard dash, he was in the top five. This guy is a speed demon right here. So I would anticipate, I would imagine – like what they do with all rookies, especially on offense or any type of player that's trying to make an impact in this roster and find a spot, start him off on special teams. I would be really interested to see if they would start him off uh, likely and anticipating on putt returns uh, going into this year. Uh, that that would be uh, my first thought as we look at it. But for the most part, like I said, I think the Steelers, they did roll the dice, no pun intended, this year in Las Vegas. Now, you can definitely argue right there. I mean, looking at the first round, I mean, of these uh, picks going into this year, more, more in particular, I, I definitely feel like the Steelers, they made the right decision. I mean, I mean, and then also let's go over the rest of the picks real quick. Let me just wrap up here before we move on. Uh, at number 208, uh, which was their fourth offensive weapon in the sixth round, they chose tight end. He can also play fullback. Cam Hayward's little brother, Connor Hayward, out of Michigan State. A very good grade right here. And you got to anticipate uh, to see like what he'd be doing uh, with uh, this team right here. Maybe play some competition on a guy like Derek Watt or, or add to some of the tight end depth chart that we got with Pat Fryermuth right now. Let's see what kind of combination uh, they can make here. And then also... Last but not least, the very last offensive weapon they selected, Chris Oladokin. Uh, Chris Oladokin, who was selected out of South Dakota State. Uh, the only thing I did not like about this move right here, they still, I felt like they could add some offensive line depth. I think the verdict is going to still be out uh, going on here with the O-line. I mean, when you really uh, think about it, I mean, for the most part, I mean, they have so far signed a uh, former Bears guard, James Daniels, to a three-year, $26.5 million deal. And then, of course, they got uh, Mason Cole, which they also uh, brought in in uh, free agency, uh, played most of his career with the Arizona Cardinals, brought in uh, from the Minnesota Vikings. He is signed to a four-year – no, excuse me. He, he, he came in here. Uh, he's signed right now with the Steelers. It looks for uh, three years uh, going on right now. I, I, I still have concerns. I'm not so sure if they got this uh, solidified just yet. I mean, Mason Cole, I mean, he did start off nice. But he also did have a few injuries along the way at that start position. 
they're going to have a battle right now between more than likely him and Kendrick Green. I don't know if they're going to try and move Kendrick Green over to a guard as natural position, or they're going to keep Ryan this guy, see what they can do, or put competition to him. Because remember, uh, past now, he is a unrestricted uh, free agent as we take a look at things uh, right now as far as that category uh, goes. Jason or excuse me, not J.C. Hasnauer. He He's still signed. I'm talking about B.J. Uh, Finney. I mean, B.J. Finney, I mean, he's unrestricted right now. The only other guy he got on there is Hasnauer. I'm not really so confident in this offensive line yet, to tell you the truth. Now, can they still Joe? I mean, when you look at the likes of the guys, like, on here, on this team, like, say, like a Kevin Dotson. I mean, and then you also look at, too, uh, for the most part, I mean, uh, Trey Turner, he's longer. He's no longer on this uh, team, so that's a void uh, right there. I mean, Chukwuma Okorafor, who they did sign, uh, by the way, I mean, which is a real surprising uh, signing. Uh, he signed a three-year contract with the Steelers for 29 and a quarter million dollars. But uh, from what we heard from, like, Cook and Joe, Ron Cook of the Cook and Joe show and rates for the post they have a chance to get out of his contract after the first year. There's a lot of unknowns right there. I'll, I'll switch over and break that down once again as we get a little bit more closer. Uh, but I just want to hear your thoughts right now. So let's go ahead and review uh, the very first pick, Kenny Pickett, and let's recap that moment. Here we go. And to announce the pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, please welcome Pro Football Hall of Famer Franco Harris. Wow, this is incredible. You got the right pick. This is incredible. Oh my gosh. Hello, Las Vegas. Wow. I love this. I love this. With the 20th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. The Pittsburgh Steelers select Kenny Pickett, quarterback, Pittsburgh. Yeah. All right. Of course, Kenny Pickett, we heard right there. I mean, no other better choice to do it with uh, Franco Harris, who, which, by the way, I believe he announced uh, last year's uh, first pick uh, for the draft selection of Najee Harris, which, by the way, I thought was pretty cool for uh, Najee Harris to be uh, doing. I think it was from New Mexico he did the announcement for Kelvin Austin the third uh, in, in their uh, fourth-round uh, pick uh, this year, uh, basically. And uh, remember, Kelvin Austin, who's drafted uh, Memphis. And like I said, Kenny Pickett, let's go ahead and get right into him right now as we uh, take a look at it. The Kenny Pickett era has arrived. Uh, as you uh, heard about it right now, with Art Rooney, uh, we are excited, obviously, to be able to introduce Kenny to you all today, Rooney said. And usually, I got I get to say the individual, welcome to Pittsburgh, and today I get to say welcome to this side of the bu- building, the great field to be able to do that. And it's also something for me to be able to say that we drafted somebody who broke all of Dan Mario's uh, records. And speaking of those records, too, my main man who usually uh, – 
pop shot of the show every now and then, or I'll invite him onto the show. Brian Diarro, who writes for CBS uh, Sports, uh, he broke two of Dan Real's longstanding uh, records at the University of Pitt uh, during the 2021 season. Uh, according to Brian, his 42 touchdown passes broke Marino's single-season school record, 37 touchdown passes that was uh, set during the 1981 season. And Pitt also reached able and career touchdown passes, breaking Marino's career mark of 79 touchdown passes in his four years they pay, played from 1979 to 1982. Now, if you remember, in uh, Teddy Pickens' uh, final season, which was definitely another breakout year, well, actually, you could say his breakout year, excuse me, he went from 13 to 42 touchdowns from a year ago, 29 more touchdowns than the previous year, 42 touchdowns to seven interceptions right there, and threw for his very first 4,000 yards uh, passing. Now, many can argue that we've been hearing a lot of Malik Willis uh, going into this draft. A lot of people were definitely uh, thought that uh, Malik Willis, you know, if, if he was available, he was going to be the guy they were going to select it. But then the other caveat, too, because I had Malik Willis uh, set up on my uh, mock draft for their uh, first pick. But I also did say, too, if it did come down between Teddy Pickett or Malik Willis, if either one of those would still be available, I guarantee you they would take uh, Kenny Pickett. So technically, I got that wrong. But I was still right in the fact that if they're both available, it would be Kenny Pickett as opposed to Malik uh, Willis. I mean, listen, I and I always love the fact, too, I mean, the Steelers are trying to go in the direction where they're paying attention to mobile quarterbacks. I mean, they pretty much uh, figured they got this with a guy in uh, Mitch Trubisky right now uh, going to this year. Uh, sees a lot of situations where he could have been used properly uh, with the Chicago Bears right now. I mean, he's played there for five uh, seasons, uh, started for four of those uh, years uh, mainly. He didn't get, get started, become the star to his, I mean, later on, like around like, middle end of October, I want to say, with the Bears. Uh, they have Mike Glenn as their quarterback. But still, when you look at everything he's done, I mean, listen, I mean, he's still got ways to go as far as being able to read a defense and uh, pass more sharply. But, I mean, the thing about Mitch Trubisky that they felt was okay that, you know, he is young, he is mobile. I mean, the biggest thing is he's eight games over 500 as a starter with 29 uh, victories. He's also completed 64% of his passes. And still, then you also look at his uh, QB rating. That's still got ways to work in. That's an A7. But when you look at everything right there, 64 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, still ain't all that bad. Uh, I, I think, you know, and then they also point to the fact, too, in two of his playoff appearances, the first one, they should have won versus the Philadelphia uh, Eagles right there. I mean, uh, that game right there, I mean, the I mean the defense for the Bears, number one, they did not do uh, Trubisky any favors by not being able to sack uh, Nick Foles in that game. I mean, wh when you look at it right there, I mean, especially in that game, I mean, uh, Trubisky in that playoff game right there, who probably had only his, his real good playoff game. 
He passed for 303 yards, one touchdown. He did not turn the ball over in that game. He only had one touchdown to show for it. Then, of course, remember the fall, I mean, like uh, two years later, in the loss to the New Orleans uh, Saints, I mean, he threw for 191 yards, one touchdown. But still, he did a good job protecting the ball. I'm just not so sure if Trubisky is going to be your answer going forward. Many people are thinking right now, I mean, what's going to happen with a guy like Mitch Trubisky, let alone Mason Rudolph? I think, especially when you add the factor, too, that they add another quarterback in Chris Oladokun out of South Dakota State. I really wish the Steelers and that seventh-round pick still had a guy in uh, going in there. Rasheed Walker was still available at tackle. And I, you know, many will definitely argue, well, you did, uh, the Steelers did fill their uh, death needs in free agency. They addressed that. I'm not so sure. I do not have enough confidence that you can tell me right now that they satisfy the department. Not yet. Can the slide still get better? Yes, but I'm still, the verge is still out. Not very, not very confident in this group this year. They still got to be able to show me. Because you you could argue, too, as, as slow and at the end of the road that Ben Rosberg was last year, the last two seasons he was here, especially the 2019 season. I mean, this past season, at least two out of those uh, multiple game-winning drives he had, it was set up mainly because of the defense forced a key turnover uh, against the Seattle Seahawks in overtime, which they won by a field goal. And then, uh, of course, I think the other one was uh, versus the Tennessee Titans. So when you, when you consider all that right there, at least two of those victories that year, I mean, if it was some other quarterback, I mean, maybe. But think about how valuable Ben Rochford was in that department. And what we saw with Mason Rudolph, who could not beat a winless Detroit Lions team. Both teams ended up selling for a tie in that game. The weekend that Ben Rosberg had COVID-19, he was unable to play. This was the day before the, the eve of the game, or the day before the game. He actually called to let uh, the team know that he got COVID. He tested positive. So they had to make a last-moment uh, emergency uh, plan right there with Mason Rudolph. Uh, it was still basically the start going to the season. But still, I you cannot tell me I, I feel convinced. Now, as far as, like, undrafted uh, free agents, I mean, after this draft, they uh, have uh, signed five defensive players and five on offense. And they got at least right now for – the offensive line, they got two of those pieces with offensive tackle, uh, Jake Dixon, uh, Duquesne, and then another tackle, Jordan Tucker, uh, North Carolina. So let's see right there. That's so confident in undrafted free agent signings right there. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you, I mean, it still has good success stories, I mean, with this team. I mean, that the Steelers can mold into. But I, I really feel like the, their, their time was a strike in this draft to add more depth. I'm I'm not acceptable. I'm not accepting that result. I I cannot. But I mean, going back into like uh, Kenny uh, Pickett now. 
I mean, when you uh, think about things right now, I mean, going into this, I mean, Kenny Pickett, who broke a lot of Damriel's uh, records, I mean, I mean, let, let's see. I mean, the verdict out here is right now is that he's not the running threat that Malik Willis is, but Pickett clearly has enough mobility to satisfy Mike Tomlin and uh, GM Kevin Colbert, who is on his way out. He'll still be in an advisory role with the team. Uh, Pickett ran for 21 touchdowns at Pitt that included 13 rushing scores over the past years. Uh, Brian Diarra also notes that Pickett's mobility actually led to an NCAA rule change following his 58-yard touchdown run in Pitt's ACC championship win game over Wake Forest. Pickett's mobility will come in handy while running Matt Canada's offense. Let's take a look at the uh, other picks right now uh, going into this right now. As uh, we look at right now, I mean, you look at some of the other uh, pieces they got in here right now. I mean, look at like, uh, say, like uh, George uh, Pickens right now. Uh, Matt Canna selecting George Pickens on Friday night. So I think it allows us to have great first two in our offense, allow people to decide uh, who they want to double because you can't double uh, all of them right now. I mean, George Pickens right now, who uh, comes into this class, uh, he is a Georgia Bulldog alum, just like Heinz Ward, which is uh, very nice right there. I mean, coming off an NCAA uh, championship win, basically with that uh, team right there in the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, I mean, think about I mean, like what they've been able to accomplish right there. And uh, what they did, I mean, beating Alabama right there. But you look at a guy like uh, George uh, Pickens right now, uh, six foot three right here. I mean, he's uh, has a total of fourteen touchdowns in three seasons. He didn't have any touchdowns last year on the receiving end, but his career high came this uh, freshman year uh, with nine. I mean, with eight touchdowns, seven hundred and twenty-seven right there uh, with. And then 513 the following year and 107 on his uh, last season. Uh, I mean, he, he, he only started a career-high 12 games while at Georgia. While his uh, game started to drop, I have no idea what the reason was. I didn't get a chance to look into that. But eight games in 2020 and four games in 2021 right there. I mean, you have uh, Mel Kuyper, I mean, who uh, looks at it right now. I mean, when you look at, like, uh, the pieces they add, that George Pickens and Melvin Austin are more than likely nice potential replacements for Juju Smith-Schuster and James uh, Washington. Uh, and uh, he, he definitely feels that if Pickett becomes a star, that Colbert may have possibly set the Steelers up for the next 15 years with this group, but particularly those receivers right there. Uh, that could definitely be a big help right there. Also going into it, too, uh, like I said, uh, Cam Hayward's little brother, I mean, going into right now, I mean, uh, for this year, that was uh, Connor Hayward out of Michigan uh, State uh, going to be around right here. Uh, Cam says that Connor has been around the Steelers facility a lot. If Kenny Pickett's giving the tours, Connor's giving the detours. What's going to happen if uh, Connor starts holding Cam uh, during a hot training camp uh, when Brooke Power was uh, uh, tweeting out? Uh, Cam was saying, I'm going to throw him on his bleep. Uh, Steelers tight end coach Alfredo Roberts and Picker Connor 
Hayward uh, is bigger than Bloodlines. And uh, right now, this marks the fourth uh, sets of brother combinations for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got outside linebacker T.J. Watt and fullback Derek Watt, as well as strong safety uh, Terrell Emmons and running back Trey Emmons. Defense tackle, I mean, defensive end, and of course, defense tackle at times, Cam Hayward and his uh, brother right now, who also plays a little bit of fullback too, as well as tight end, Connor Hayward. And then last but not least, Carlos Davis and Khalil Davis, defensive tackle and defensive line right there. Uh, Connor Hayward, he's another interesting uh, story right now. I mean, going into this year, it really just goes to show you right now how Mike Tomlin wants to create uh, diversity, uh, culture right there, which is a very beautiful thing uh, for this team right there. Uh, Connor Hayward, just like Kay Pickett, he played five seasons at Michigan uh, State. He had career high 529 yards uh, rushing uh, at his uh, time at Michigan State with uh, five rushing touchdowns. He also added 249 yards of receiving uh, for a career-high scrimmage, 778 yards of total scrimmage, uh, five touchdowns right there uh, going into this right now. He, he comes into this uh, onto this team at six foot, and we'll see what kind of contributions he can make right now. The hat with guys like with uh, Pat uh, Firemuth and, of course, uh, Zach Gentry right now, who uh, more than likely is going to be an unrestricted free agent after this season. But you got some nice uh, stuff you could play with uh, right here uh, for this season right here. Definitely some good depth. But like I said, I think the only biggest disappointment right now, I would have to say, is probably do they do enough to sell the run stopping on defense? I don't think so. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But uh, let's look at the other picks right now, too. Uh, like I said, we also got Chris Oladokun right now. Uh, coming out of South Dakota uh, State, I gotta believe this has gotta signify the end of Mitchell. I mean um, Mason Rudolph, but possibly Mitch Trubisky right now. Now remember, Mitch Trubisky did. I mean, for this year right now at the quarterback uh, position. I mean, uh, coming in with the Steelers, which uh, Ray for the policy says it's a manageable contract. He signed a two-year, $14.3 million contract with the Steelers, $5.25 million guaranteed, but it is built with incentives in here. And some people are concerned right now, does this, like, you know, even, like, make, like, uh, Trubisky want to get out of here? I mean, I, I just have a hard time believing, too, that, you know, Mitch Trubisky wasn't aware of the situations that they were not to be – looking at quarterback. I'm sure he had to be aware that the team did not already tell him uh, what was going on. I don't think there should be any surprise to him to tell you the truth. But I do feel like for right now, Mason Rudolph, he did have his opportunities, unfortunately. Uh, Mason Rudolph, I mean, for the most part, I mean, coming into it, I mean, you knew he was pretty much kind of like dead man walking. I mean, for the most part. I mean, Kevin Colbert did say if it did came down to, like, having Mason Ruff as their starting quarterback, they would absolutely have no problem with that. But 5-4-1 and one as a starter, I mean, and ever since the Cleveland Browns game, he was 4-2 and two prior to that. I mean, throwing nine touchdowns, three interceptions. 
uh, completed 65% of his uh, passes. Ever since that Browns blow with uh, Miles Garrett, he went to one and two beginning with that Browns game, uh, where he, his uh, completion percentage dropped nearly 10%. It went for 65 to 56%. Four touchdowns, seven interceptions, only one victory since then with two losses and that tie. And it's it's uh, definitely very uncomfortable. The only win he did get off there, it was on technicality because he was the starting quarterback, was on the road versus the Bengals. And you got to believe right now, listen, I, I think it was a good try. But then again, how much was Bob Rosberger right at that moment in time? When we look back four years ago, he expressed a little disappointment and surprise when he heard that they did get uh, Mason Ruff in the third round. But at the same time, too, what other help they could have used uh, for the team? I mean, you know what? He's right at the end of the day. But at the same time, too, Ben Rosberg did make his own bed. I would have to probably lean more so on the Steelers' side in that one. I mean, Ben Rosberg did mention that he was hitting it, possibly retiring almost a year earlier after losing the AFC Championship game to the New England Patriots. You brought this on yourself. Clearly, you weren't happy with the situation with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. There was frustration going on over there. We saw how it all played out. He did get his money uh, where he was extended through the – I mean, where he played at least three more years – I mean, two more years, arguably. I mean, he didn't play that 2019 year, but, I mean, he still hung around for three more seasons, playing two out of those three seasons uh, primarily. And – I mean, let's go ahead and look at it more. But I, I will say this. I think for right now, this definitely does signify the end of Mace Ruff. We're going to go into fair foul on that one uh, towards the end. But let's go ahead and look at some of the other uh, selections right now they made, too. Now, uh, for, for this year's draft, their very first uh, defensive player they selected, uh, DeMarvin Leal, defensive tackle of uh, Texas uh, A&M right now. Uh, he was selected 84th in the third round coming in here. Now, you got to look at a guy like Tyson Alou right now who's going into his uh, mid-30s right now. Uh, for the most part, I think uh, DeMarvin Leal, uh, still got to wait and see what this guy is able to do right here. But, I mean, uh, his uh, tackling probably could be a little bit better, to be honest with you. He's only had 133 total tackles with his highest being 58 last year, 12 and a half for loss, uh, eight and a half sacks, which is a career high at Texas A&M. Uh, he comes in playing at 6'4", 290 uh, pounds right here on this. And uh, basically, too, I mean, uh, uh, for the most part, I mean, uh, defensive uh, coordinator, uh, Tara Austin was uh, saying about the pick that uh, that they're very uh, surprised that uh, I mean they're they're very surprised that their Marvin Leal was still available at 84. Uh, Austin will go on to say they really liked him as a football player. According to Austin, he's very versatile, plays multiple positions across the line. We think he has an opportunity to be a good player for us. He offers us some versatility. He has a frame to get a little bit bigger. He does some things. 
Uh, pass rush-wise, run game-wise, they were really like, and we barely here. So, I mean, the Marvin Leo and uh, that one, I think that was a solid uh, pick right there. And then, of course, I mean, you only drafted, I mean, in this, I mean, two guys here on defense. But, of course, uh, Mark Robinson of Ole uh, Mississippi right now, uh, coming into this year right now. He has a, a six foot, 220 pounds. Uh, he played only one season, basically, at Ole Miss, uh, which was uh, last year. Played in 13 games, had 91 total tackles, uh, three sacks uh, for loss. I mean, uh, three sacks and five and a half tackles uh, for loss right there, uh, basically. And I'll be honest right now, I mean, for this one, I, I definitely feel like this is guy right now. I mean, more likely he's going to be contributing special teams for uh, this season. I mean, when we look at it. And uh, when, we, when we look at it right now with uh, Mark uh, Robinson right here, especially, I mean, going into it, I definitely feel like right now, I mean, they, they uh, address some needs, but there's some stuff that could be a little bit uh, incomplete right here as uh, we look at it. I mean, uh, for right now, Mark Robinson, who's pegged in the seventh round, so it makes sense to the Steelers' 225th uh, pick. He can provide some much-needed depth the Steelers uh, definitely would need. He had a very good 2021 season. So it's a natural running ability alongside size, quickness, toughness, and ability to pick up yards uh, for the most part. So let's see. Well, let's go into it right now, the AFC uh, North picks right now. Uh, the AFC North, uh, and I was looking at this stuff from Mel Kuyper Jr. right here, uh, basically for this year. The highest one that was uh, highly graded was Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, I felt like uh, had probably, arguably, in uh, this year's draft, probably the best one out of everybody. The only question was, I mean, right now, trading uh, Marquise Brown to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, they received a... Uh, the number 23rd overall pick in the first round, which they traded back to the Buffalo Bills. And with that uh, pick, they got Tyler Linderbaum, uh, center of Iowa. Uh, very good grade uh, right there. Uh, Marquise Brown right there, him and Lamar Jackson. Uh, he had his second most uh, career touchdown passes caught from Lamar Jackson. He caught 20 passes right there for him while the – Record would be on the Mark Andrews during Lamar Jackson's time at quarterback with 22. Uh, they did not let Lamar Jackson know that they were going to be uh, trained. He found out until like after the fact. Uh, definitely pretty upset at the moment. I mean, when you look at, I mean, you know, John Harbaugh was even saying on ESPN too that it was definitely a business move and that, you know, still feels like they all be friends and stuff. But be honest, right now, I think the Ravens were definitely uh, smart in this regard. I mean, you look at their picks right here. You got Kyle Hamilton, uh, safety, 
Uh, Notre Dame right there. Like that one right there. Uh, Linderbaum right there. Very nice one. Outside of the linebacker, David Ojabo out of Michigan uh, with their third pick. They, they got two first-round picks, two third-round picks. Their second third-round pick was defensive tackle Travis Jones out of Connecticut. And then you got Daniel Falei out of Minnesota. He's an office tackle. Uh, Jalen Armour Davis, quarterback out of Alabama. Charlie Kolar, tight end out of Iowa State. Yeah, punter, Warren Stout, also out of Penn State. Isaiah Likely, tight end of Coastal Carolina. Damarian Williams, cornerback out of Houston. And Tyler Beatty, running back out of Missouri right there. But I tell you what, I mean, with their first 100 picks right there, I mean, decent uh, piece right there. I think it was center right there. And uh, and tackle foul late. I mean, uh, defense tackle Travis Jones. We'll see what happens. He gives them a solid A uh, right there in this year's uh, draft. I mean, uh, for the most part. And also, uh, too, the Browns used five out of their nine picks in the offense. They had third round uh, wide receiver, number 99, wide receiver David Bell, uh, Purdue, fourth round, number 124, place kicker Cade York. LSU out of LSU, then fifth round, number 156, running back Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati. Then he had sixth round at number 202, Michael Woods, the second, uh, and then out of Oklahoma. And then seventh round at 246 center, Dawson Dean out of uh, Texas. Uh, the Bengals, in the meanwhile, use five out of six picks on defense right here. Uh, both the Browns and the Bengals got solid Bs right there. Uh, for the most part, I mean, no offensive line production uh, for Joe Burrow, but they did address that in free agency, which I'm not mistaken. But for the Browns, I mean, more particularly, I thought they did pretty well right there. Uh, they traded back in the third round, third round, basically, and where they set uh, T. Hill, their cornerback, the LA Rams. They received the 2023 fifth round pick. And then they also got uh, Jerome Ford of uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati right there. But I mean, for the Bengals right there, pretty aggressive. Steelers, on the other hand, he gave them as well a solid B. I got to play personally right now. I'd probably give it a B minus. I still feel like at the end of the day right here, they left some uh, huge holes wide open right here. And let's get into that right now. Uh, fair or foul right now with the Steelers, uh, who officially declined to pick up Devin Bush's fifth-year option, which would have paid him $10.9 million season. They didn't do enough to address the run defense. Steelers did sign inside linebacker Miles Jack free agency, but the rest of the position group is a work in progress with second-year linebacker Buddy Johnson, Robert Splain, Ulysses Gilbert, and Marcus Allen rallying out the death chart. Miles Jack uh, for his six seasons, he's at least got three uh, years of 100-plus tackles or more. I think that is important right there in itself. I mean, you got to be a little bit more wise in that department. I, I definitely do feel like when you look at a guy like Devin Butch, he's only had one good year where he's had 800 tackles, and that was in his rookie uh, year right there. And that was not a, a good sign. Of course, he did have the injury, the knee injury uh, that was suffered in the Browns game. 
Uh, he was never uh, pretty much like the same after that. Steelers were trying to be patient uh, with him. We had 109 total tackles his uh, rookie year. And then, and then he also returned a fumble return for a touchdown. It was a Sunday night game for the Chargers. And he had 26 the following year in 2020. And then 70 last year with, uh, with playing 14 games total, starting all 14 of those games. Uh, the writing on the wall was definitely clear right there. I mean, his time was pretty much uh, coming up. But I, I, you know what? I'm going to say foul for right I mean, well, I'm going to say fair for right now. I mean, Miles Jack, you could argue, uh, could help add some uh, competition here. But part, as far as, like, in the draft, not real. You got to see what happens with this DeMar Valeo kid. I think he's very versatile, but I'm still a little bit unsatisfied. I think they still could have done better. The Kenny Pickett uh, quarterback move they made in the first round, a lot of people would argue that they rushed a little bit, especially when no quarterback was taken in the first round. I gotta tell you, at this at this point in time, as Ebuchet has said many times, that they believe that's gonna be the guy that could be their position at quarterback that could live, lead them to winning years in the playoffs and possibly bring them a Super Bowl or two. You take that chance and roll the dice on this guy, and you worry about your other areas need uh, later on. So I'm gonna say fair. They they definitely did not do enough to cover that. Uh, area right there. Offensive line death. Fair if they did not do enough. Fair. Especially, like I said, in the, the very last round, I point out right there, you had an opportunity to get Rasheed Walker. He was sitting there in the seventh round. Your foul pick, uh, they don't pick him. You get Chris Oladokun right there. Guess who ends up getting him? It's Green Bay Packers at 249 right there. Such a valuable miss right there. Got him eight spots later, practically. I, I'm just, I'm not a fan of that, to be honest with you. I know Mason Rudolph, more than likely, he's uh, not going to be too comfortable, more than likely. See how his attitude is going in the training camp or his enthusiasm, knowing that you got two quarterbacks already, but now you got three, I mean, with Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, Chris Oladokun. I can imagine how that's got to feel uncomfortable for him. Or does he choose to gut out with his team, or do they release him? I, I anticipate they're going to release him at the end of the training camp. I think Mike Towns is going to build that competition around. We'll find out. But for right now, like I said, yes, this side guard James Daniels to a three-year, $26.5 million deal at former longtime Cardinal Center. Uh, Mason Cole, I got to see more out of this, to be honest with you. I cannot trust this offensive line just yet. Don't get me wrong. I think they're headed in the right direction. Still got a chance to grow. But I'm just going to tell you one thing right now. I mean, a lot of these concerns almost cost them their first losing season under Mike Tomlin's tenure as head coach. We'll see how he does this year. I think he'll, he'll be just fine, but only time will tell. But thanks for tuning in once again. This is Charles Prize Richard here on the Mastio Podcast. Uh, once again, I'm gonna give this great this draft a B minus. Could have done much more uh, better, but I think they did enough to satisfy some needs. But it's more particularly uh, stopping the run and O line protection, where they need to do a lot better. In. So anyway, once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter at CGR and on Instagram at Nation. As always, leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Sears. Here we go. I got it.